Hey, I'm Jamie Glowacki, and you are listening to Oh Crap, I Love My Toddler, But Holy Fuck. This is a podcast for conscious parents who drop the F-bomb a lot. Hey, so today's episode is self-care truth bombs, and this is truly truth bombs because I am not messing around here. Self-care in the first six years of your child's life is brutal, and we really need to talk about it because I find self-care gets thrown under the bus. I find that it's wildly misunderstood. And one thing I hate about modern parenting, parenting right now, is that, yeah, we know that you parents, you know, it's it's largely us, the parents, who can control, not control, but, you know, we're in charge of the, the child and the behavior, but not enough people are talking about us as people, right? These experts don't factor in that we are driving this train, right? So if we're not taking care of ourselves, we cannot be the best people. Then we go into shitty behavior ourselves, right? And so I think that's a really important thing that is missing, that you matter, you count, and your care is vital. It's that put your own oxygen mask on before assisting others. If you are a mess, holy shit, everything's going to be a mess, right? We know that. When when mom gets sick, man, the whole house goes down, right? <laughs> now, self-care is not just me time, right? It's not just Manny's, Petty's, retail therapy. It's not just pampering. It's setting things up so that you can be the best person you can be. Dude, you cannot be a good parent if you're a mess. That might have worked in college, right? You might have been able to be a total mess and function, but not now. Three-year-olds are brutal. You got to wake up ready to handle that shit. I want you to take care of yourself, and that is alone just a great valid reason. However, so many parents get mucked up. I start working with them. We start talking about their self-care, and somehow we've created this freaking society where especially moms, but generally speaking, all parents, are supposed to pray at the altar of martyrdom. So we're supposed to be there 100%, 110%, eyes on our kids. God forbid a kid gets hurt, right? Holy shit. You see this online and it's never the dad. It's like, where was that mom? Oh, the kid got hurt at daycare? How dare that mom work and send her kid to another person? You know, the kid got hurt at the playground. Where was that mother, right? We're expected to be there a 100%. And this has really infiltrated our parenting mindset so that even like when we're at home, we think we need to be parenting all the time. And I'm telling you guys, no, we want to raise capable, independent adults is what we're looking for. And that starts right from the beginning. And I, I kind of jokingly say right from the get-go. You start to think, how can, how can I get myself out of this kid's life? Right. And of course, I love my child and I know you love your child. And I say that kind of jokingly, but on the same hand, it's like, how can I set them up for independence? Here's the thing with self care, you guys. It's not selfish. Again, making you a whole happy person really matters because again, you're in charge. Right. But here's a trip when we model self care. We model it for our kids. They learn that, right? This is really important, you guys, for our sons and our daughters. It's really important that, you know, we know little girls are, are, are girls are really 
at risk here with the societal messages, right? Of how a woman is supposed to be, how a woman's supposed to act, how a mom is supposed to act. And if you model martyrdom, that's what your kid is going to learn. Our sons, our little boys are suffering from this, like, be a man, this, this, carry the weight of your shoulders silently, right? When they learn that you can take time, you can express yourself, you can take time for yourself, that's the best gift you can give your kids, right? The other thing is that it minimizes entitlement, right? So if you're there 100% for your kid all the time at the ready, you're going to be freaking exhausted, but your kid's going to grow to expect that. And some of this entitlement that's coming, you know, we know is rampant in this new generation here is because we thought we had to show up 100% of the time and not do any self-care. So that's why I'm so passionate about this subject. So let's, let's dive in here. The first big truth bomb, crash pad self-care. So this is my term for self-care that happens only when you're at the end of your rope. It's not proactive, it's reactive. The biggest indicator that you are in this is the words, I deserve, I deserve this. That means that you have done no proactive care, you are strung out, exhausted, and now at the end of the rope, you are going to do something to care for yourself. Here's the big thing, guys. Crash pad self-care is never ever healthy. It always, always ends up in overspending, crappy eating, or losing too much sleep, right? You never say, I deserve this bowl of broccoli. I really deserve to stay in my shopping budget. I really deserve, right? We don't say that. What happens? I deserve this two pound bag of M&Ms. I deserve to binge watch on Netflix. I can, I deserve seven episodes in a row, right? I deserve, I deserve this overspending on Amazon at, at midnight, right? This is crash pad self-care and, we, and we're, we're all guilty of it. So, you know, feel within yourself when you hear those words, I deserve this. Bing, 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 bing. Let the alarm go off that you need better proactive self-care throughout the day. And I understand you don't have a lot of extra time. It's not like you can take hours out of your day to do self-care. So we're, we're going to talk about that. But if it, it's this idea that if we titrate it out, right? If we allow a little bit of self-care throughout the day here, there and everywhere, we don't get backed up. There's a true energy scarcity there, right? If you're not taking care of yourself throughout the day. Truth bomb number two, you are not getting enough sleep. I can almost guarantee it. It is the very first thing we work with when I'm working with a a family is let's talk about sleep. Sleep is so important. Yeah. It is like an actual nutrient. And yo, sleep deprivation is used as torture. Think about that. It's used as torture. And yet we have no problem slicing and dicing our sleep schedule and shaving time off. So let's talk about a couple of reasons why you're losing sleep. One is definitely that me time. The kids go to bed and you need some time to yourself. And, and I totally understand that. And you do, you do get me time. I want to suggest a couple of really radical things that I've learned personally and I've learned working with clients. Going to sleep may feel like you're not accomplishing anything. Going to bed 
crazy early, maybe even with your child occasionally the same time, it can feel like, oh my God, I'm wasting these valuable hours. The problem is that you're not, or it's not a problem. The thing is you're not wasting time. You're getting sleep. You're, you're getting that nutrient. You're revitalizing your body and you're ready to hit the day running the next day. You're not exhausted, right? So that is one of the reasons that me time. The other thing is that we have usually a to-do list that might happen, that might happen as, as you know, we're going through the day, you're with your kid, you're with your kid. And then you're like, shit, I got to do laundry. I got to clean the house. I got to take care of bills. These kinds of things. You have to do these things after your child goes to bed. So another radical thing, and if you're a night owl, I'm not taking that away from you, but with kids, kids get up early. So we, I think it behooves most parents in most situations, and of course, I'm not saying all, it behooves you to sleep earlier at night and get up earlier in the morning. And I know so many moms I work with, once we sort of flip their schedule, it's great. So you can do laundry, you know, at 5.30 in the morning. You can do anything that you might do at night, you can do in the morning. And I get it. You may not be a morning person, but if you are sleeping right till your kid wakes up and then you have this clusterfuck in the morning, right, that doesn't work either. So for a few years, I think it's really valuable to switch your own rhythm to sleep at night because you're not you're not effective. Here's the deal. You're just not effective. I know with myself, after eight o'clock, I am no good. Even if I'm doing laundry, I'm like, I can barely sort the colors. I, I can, you know, my laundry happens to be in the basement. It's such a pain in the ass to go all the way downstairs. I, I can't, if I'm doing bills, I make mistakes because I'm tired. I'm exhausted. So I just don't want to it's better for me to go to bed, get that rest. And then at five in the morning, holy shit, I can conquer the world. And my kid's not up yet. So I have this, I do have this time. I have this time to have a cup of coffee. I have time to get everything I want done. So again, I'm not telling you, you have to do this, but I am telling you to consider it because I work with tons of families and I'm telling you it works. It allows you that me time. It allows you to be effective thing is, guys, if you're staying up late for me time and and especially binge watching, it's it's such a hazard right now because we have Netflix and Hulu and it's great. We can we don't have to deal with a week's time to deal with a cliffhanger. We could just keep going. It's just it'll leave you hung over. That kind of self-care is equivalent to eating a two pound bag of M&Ms. It feels really good in the moment, but it's going to leave you really hung over. And again, if you need spouse time, if you need partner time, you can go to bed and have that time in the morning and have this really quality time. It's just worth it. And if you want to give it a try again, I'm not into telling you exactly what to do. I am into showing you what I know has worked with families that I've worked with and what I've experienced in my own personal life. And that is a game changer. You need to be at your best. Yeah. Drinking too much. Truth bomb number two. I feel really grateful we're in a time right now. I see a lot of articles, a lot of blog posts. Moms are starting to stand up for the idea that maybe we're all drinking too much. I personally don't drink, but I do hear wine, wine, mommy parties, wine, wine, wine. And I'm not going to, I'm not taking anybody's wine away from you, but you do want to be a little cautious because I keep hearing these stories over and over again. 
One thing I think we're not talking about is parenting is really fucking lonely, especially in those first three years. You know, you love your kid. I know you do. They're awesome, but they're not the best company yet. They're not processing their emotions. You're not actually having a full soul nurturing conversation, right? And that can lead to drinking too much. So you want to just kind of check in. Do you really need four glasses of wine at night? Is that how you unwind? That's going to affect your energy levels, right? And I will never tell anybody what is a problem and what is not a problem. That's up to you to decide. But if you need a bottle of wine every night to chill out, you might want to look at that because that is going to affect your sleep. That is going to affect how you are tomorrow. And so it's something that I'm I'm glad is sort of coming out into the public and people are talking about this more because, again, I think the root problem is that parenting is really lonely and we're not talking about that. So again not telling you whatever you're drinking is a problem, but be cautious. So when I work with families, we do check in with alcohol consumption because it, it is, it's a quick relaxant, right? So your kid goes to bed and you, you go into your wine, but it also, again, affects sleep and affects how you might be tomorrow. All right, what are we on? Truth bomb number one, two, three, four, not enough movement. Now, I don't know how you were pre-kids. Maybe you were, you know, athletic and worked out all the time. Maybe you didn't. But what happens is we have kids and we we do, we chase them around. Shit, getting them in a car seat sometimes is a freaking workout within itself, right? But you do need some movement, guys, and, and it's up to you. It can be dancing. It can be an actual workout. It can be yoga, whatever. There's so many options available online right now. I'll throw out, I happen to love beach body workouts. I'll just kind of throw that out as a suggestion. They have a on-demand you know, you can get the app on your TV or on your computer and it's super cheap. It works out to be like $8 a month. All these kinds of options. Do something and it doesn't have to be formal, but a walk. Make sure you're moving your body and not just in chasing your kids. Do something for you. Even if it's, even if it's, I don't know, put your kid on your back and do some squats and lunges. Doesn't have to be anything fancy. Exercise is so good for the body and so good for uh, the endorphins that are released and it can just help mitigate all kinds of stressful things and, and really be a great stress reliever. So please be sure that you're incorporating movement. Again, I don't give a rat's ass about your weight and I hope you don't either, especially in the first couple of years of your kid's life when you might not have your quote unquote body back after having your baby. That's such nonsense. It's not about that. It's about the endorphins and it's about stress relief and you and about providing that for yourself. So please, please, please do that. All right. And the uh, last kind of truth bomb I have is getting behind your own eight ball. And that means everything just gets so overwhelming. So we really need to talk about that because there, there just is a lot on your plate. I know there is. I call it getting behind your own eight ball because like your to-do list is too long, laundry's overflowing, the house is a mess. And so it's very easy to get overwhelmed. And I've worked in mental health long enough to know that if your to-do list is too long and too overwhelming, you will actually avoid it like the plague, right? You're like, oh, fuck, I have so much to do. I'm just gonna freaking scroll Facebook one more time. We all do it. So it's about making things very manageable, breaking things down so that it doesn't become overwhelming and you don't avoid it. And oh, I'm a, I'm a, what do I do? I love, I eat, right? I eat sweets 
to avoid. I'm like, oh, it's too much for me right now. Hey, I'll have a cookie. <laughs> so that's my thing. And my personal thing is um, scrolling Facebook. And yeah, it's it's a bad habit. So everybody does it, but we want to not get behind our own eight ball. And again, this all changes you guys. Like right now you are so knee deep in parenting. It's freaking ridiculous. It's these years are so hard. You're drowning. You don't even know you're drowning. I see parents of like four-year-olds and they'll be like, no, I can finally breathe. And I was like, no, not yet. You don't even know you're still drowning. So it's really, it's about survival. And I keep using the word brutal throughout this, this episode, but it's, it's brutal. And you have to really know that. And I can promise you it's going to change, (laughs) but for now, this is how it is. So what can we do? How can we break it all down and, and so that it's not, it's not overwhelming. I maintain that you have to be, you have to be really intense about the small things. It's not the big things that are, that are weighing you down. It's the small things that start to add up. So you have to be pretty intense about that. Let's look at laundry because that is a huge one that all my clients talk about. It's like, I just can't get ahead in laundry. I can't go to bed early. I have to do laundry. I have to do laundry. And it's, it's a huge thing. So a lot depends on your laundry setup, believe it or not. So a lot of people have now have laundry closets on the the main floor so they don't have to go to the basement. It used to be that everybody went down to the basement. And so if you're if your laundry is sort of near your kitchen or near your bedroom and it's a place that you can access very easily, it's kind of cool to just keep laundry going. So I worked with one client who was very intense about laundry. She had a very specific way of doing laundry and removing stains and it was kind of her meditation. She she had this whole this whole routine around it and it was kind of cool, but she'd get lost in it if she tried to do five loads at a time. This It would take hours. So we, we worked out a schedule so that she could do just a little bit every day. So laundry was just kind of ongoing. It was this ongoing process. Now, another way to handle laundry is that it's a single task and <laughs> it cracks me up because I am this way and I've seen, I've seen these memes on Facebook like, there are people out in the world who actually you know, do laundry, dry it, you know, wash, dry and fold all in one setting. And I always laugh because I am that person. Laundry, a load of laundry is a single task for me. So that's another way you can look at it is like do it, wash it, dry it and and fold it and get it put away all in one shot. And that might be just one load at a time, right? So these are just some suggestions because I know that when you sit around with baskets of unfolded laundry, again, it's visual chaos, it's cluttered and it just looms over you. So just get it done, right? And have your child help, which I know is not really helping at this age, making more of a mess. You know, we talked about this in in uh, the condo kids episode is too many clothes. Make sure that you whittle things down. When I, when Pascal was very, very little, I owned a, a children's clothing store, secondhand children's clothing store. And, you know, I was the business owner and I had to be there a lot. And he was in preschool and often I'd pick him up. It'd be five or six o'clock at night. We had a very, very busy Monday through Friday weekends where, you know, the clusterfuck of weekends, go do all the fun things. And I did something very instinctively that ended up working out really well as I whittled down our outfits to seven outfits. He had seven outfits and I had seven outfits and seven pairs of underwear. That was key. (laughs) And what happened was on Sunday night, no matter what, no matter how tired I was, no matter where we were, I had to go home. Sunday night was laundry night and I could get away with one or two loads of laundry because I had whittled down our clothes so much. And and it, I did that for about a year and a half and it was great because I just never got behind that laundry eight ball. 
Again, I'm not telling you guys what to do. I'm just throwing a lot of suggestions out there so that you don't get behind your own eight ball. And these are the complaints I really do hear from so many parents that I work with. Cleaning house. Cleaning house is like, I compare it to the Golden Gate Bridge being painted. Okay, the Golden Gate Bridge, they paint it. And by the time they get to one end of it, it's time to turn around and just paint the whole thing again. And that's how I look at cleaning house. Instead of doing one huge cleaning, if you can kind of just keep it going, it's really, really effective. So yeah, your whole house isn't sparkling all at once, but you don't get behind your own eight ball. And what happens is your child can help too. And you have, you can have a whiteboard or this can be on the fridge is like Monday is the bathroom. Tuesday is the living room. Wednesday is, you know, the kid's room. And it's unbelievable how fast this goes. So even if both parents are working outside the home and you barely have any time, you can clean the bathroom. You can clean the bathroom right quick, right in the morning. And of course, it doesn't have to be scrubbed down in like the craziest cleaning job. You want to just keep it to your level. We're in survival. You're in survival mode for these few years here. So just, I, I have found that doing it that way and it just turns around the house never gets filthy. And, you know, again, it's not ever going to be that like super sparkling clean all at once, but do that when your kid's 10. Don't do it now. The idea is just not to get behind your own eight ball and not to let things get out of control. So if you do a little bit every day, you'll find that this is way easier to keep everything together. Taking time to do these things, right? These aren't the glamorous self-care items that I'm talking about. These are taking the time to be the best person you can be. It is not selfish. And, oh, I wanted to add one thing. I, I totally forgot about this. Reading. If you like to read, take some time during the day you know, assuming you're home with your kids. If you're not, you can take time on the weekends. Take some time to sit and read a book for you. Yeah. So one of the things I realized, and, and ever since then, I've been preaching, preaching, preaching about this is making our kids readers. Sometimes they don't see us read just for pleasure. And we have, reading's a tough pull right now because we got a lot going on. We got, you know, digital stuff and 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 YouTube, you know, even my son, it's a lot easier to learn something from YouTube than to read a book, right? So we want to be, we want to model reading. And in that notion of self-care is modeling, make sure you take some time so your child sees you read for pleasure during the day. Like, no, 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 it's my reading time. And they can grab a book and sit right next to you, but they they be quiet and you read. Of course, depending on the age of your kid, you might only get five or 10 minutes, but it's an awesome way to say, I want some downtime. I'm going to go read a book. Yeah, because again, remember, this is not selfish. It's strong. It's making you strong and making you be the strongest parent you can be, but it's modeling for our sons and daughters and reducing that entitlement. So I want to leave you with some permissions from one of my most popular blog posts. And these are self-care things that you may not recognize as self-care things, but they are. You're a grown-ass parent. You don't need my permission to do anything ever, but I've been in this, this, this game a lot longer. And I do want to give you some quote unquote permissions that you may not have thought that you could do. So I'm just going to read the list from this blog post. You can say no to any birthday party, giving or going. And this was a game changer when a mom friend told me, she said, you know, you don't have to go. And I was like, what? She was like, you don't have to go. You don't have to go to any birthday parties. And I was like, holy crap. I did not know that. <laughs> you can say no to leaving the house. You don't have to leave the house, you guys. You need a day in, take a day in. 
You can cancel anything at any time. Yeah, you don't feel up to it, don't go. You don't need a reason. Listen, you can stay home, you can cook, you can clean, you can get grounded, and that doesn't make you a 1950s housewife. You can do that. Your kid can get bored. It's okay. They will live, and in fact, it's very good for them. Let them. You can put them in front of a screen if you need a break. For real. Everybody does it anyway. So (laughs) go for it, mama. You can cry and you can let your kids see that you are frustrated and exhausted. Okay? You do not have to be a martyr. They get to see that you're human. They get to see that you have feelings. Again, modeling how to handle feelings is amazing. You don't have to sign your kid up for anything. Oh my God, they will be fine. They do not need to be in every activity. Seriously, the only educational thing your kid needs under the age of five is to be read to and to be loved. They will be fine. You get to spend time with only people that nurture you. Yeah? Really, choose your tribe. You get to be with people who nurture yourself. If you are hanging with a group of friends that makes you feel shitty, ditch them. Mom friends can be hard. Mom friends can be judgy. Worked with a client. Her only friends were these super intense, anxiety-ridden, crazy moms that left this woman drained. I was like, you break up with them. We worked hard on her finding new mom friends. You get to break up with mom friends for any reason. If they don't nurture you, get out of Dodge. Listen, not everyone's going to love your parenting. It's okay. You can hire a sitter so you can nap. What a luxury. You get to do that. You can go to bed with your kid. You can go to bed at the same time in the same bed. I don't care. You get to do that. You can show up to events with store-bought crap. The cookies can be in a container. The veggies can be pre-cut. You do not have to be on top of all that shit. Buy the birthday cake. It's okay. You don't have to prove your parenting to anyone. You guys, this is so freaking huge. We have out loud parenting right now. We feel like we need to prove we're a good mom. We need to say all the right things. You don't have to do that shit. Practice not proving your parenting. And you can do anything that I just said. You can do the opposite. Be you. Find the things that you love. Find the things that nurture your soul and jump into them and do it. I give you full permission. I don't know why. I I think because we all just, again, are drowning those first few years that we don't even realize We're not taking care of ourselves. We don't even realize we're hanging out with shitty people. We don't even realize that we're not nurturing ourselves. Yeah, eat a good fucking meal. Stop eating your kids' crusts and their fruit peels. Sit down to eat. You get to do that. Again, I'm going to say this, and I know I've said it the whole episode, and I'm going to keep saying it is not selfish to take care of yourself. You need to be the best parent you can be. You need to put on your oxygen mask before helping others and model this for your child. All right, I'm going to sign off for today. You can always go to jamieglowacki.com for the super cool latest updates, including the launch of my new book, yummy new book pre-sale treats, when we release new episodes, and how to work with me directly. And of course, if you need any potty training help, there's a handy link there that will take you to all my potty training resources, including all my courses. That's the Oh Crap Potty Training online course, my pooping solutions course, and my night training supplement. And if you need additional help, how to book with a certified OCRAP consultant. That's all at jamieglowacki.com. Have a beautiful day and rock on.